0: This is the Foodies Reviewing Movies Podcast. Each week, a couple of my friends and I get together and talk about two topics near and dear to our hearts and stomachs, food and movies. Each episode, we want to give you a taste of not only some of the interesting dishes we were able to indulge in and would like to recommend, but also the movies we had a ton of fun watching. Let's dig in. Welcome to the Foodies Reviewing Movies podcast. I'm Callie,
1: and I'm Kenny.
0: Thank you for being here, Mr. Kenny.
1: Absolutely.
0: And thank you, listeners, for joining us in anticipation for the newest installment of Ghostbusters franchise, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Are you excited?
1: I'm so excited! It looks awesome.
0: Are you going to go see it in the theater?
1: Uh, Hell yeah!
0: Okay. All right. We should go see it together. Yep. Uh, So (laughs) I thought it would be fun for us to go ahead and do this movie, the Ghostbusters 1984 original. Nice little lead up before we Mm -hmm. jump into the new one. Definitely a lot of excitement building there. So let's go ahead and set the tone for our episode in our amuse-bouche. Ken, have you ever seen a ghost?
1: Uh, I have never personally seen a ghost. I've tried several times. I've had some very spooky experiences. Mm -hmm. Definitely had some feelings where I'm thinking there is something here that I cannot explain. I've known people to see them. I've seen my mom see one, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it, but she saw something. Can you tell that story?
0: Because I think it's a nice, sweet, short one. Yeah,
1: so basically just, um, I'm standing in my living room. There's a window that looks out to a driveway that we have that runs down, sort of like uh, at an angle, Mm -hmm. kind of down to our lower backyard. And so I see my mom be like, what the hell is going on out there? She's looking out this window, like past me. So I see the look on her face of like, who's out in my yard? This is weird. Right. What's going on? And she's like freaking out. And so she's like runs outside and then like peeks right around and is like, there's no one there. So she comes back like after like kind of doing a loop with a whole sort of backyard. It's like, there was a kid in a baseball uniform
2: mm. that
1: walked down this driveway. I swear to God. And like, I, you know what I mean? Like if someone says that to you, you're like, okay, whatever. Mm. But if you see someone very clearly saw something mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that kind of like puts all the perspective on it so like whatever it was she literally saw something you know so it was just like that's probably one of the most like closest interactions I've had with something like that and it's just mm-hmm. really creepy and it just makes your skin crawl
0: yeah because you were able to see out the window at that time right too yeah I mean and well, you didn't see anything
1: no I'm like what's going on and I kind of look and I don't you know see that's wild yeah so it was, it was a really creepy experience. But that's the closest ghost I've heard. What about you?
0: I have two. I'll tell the creepier one first and then I'll tell the nicer one second. So the creepier one, here in Kentucky, we have a place called Waverly uh Sanitarium oh, and yeah. Waverly Sanitarium is a place that they had people go to who were sick with like tuberculosis and stuff. And yeah. there's a lot of deaths that were there, and I went when I was working on a sci-fi documentary as a production assistant and At the end of the night, I remember after just sort of feeling a lot of creepy feelings, going through a long day, maybe, I don't know, maybe I was sleep deprived, whatever. I just felt like someone was watching me as I was going to my car. So I put my hand on the door handle and I'm like, I'm going to look back. This is a mistake, but I'm going to look back. I look back and my my eyes are immediately drawn, not to the first floor, not to the second floor, the third floor to a window in particular near this like fire escape kind of. Scaffolding on the side, and up in that window, peering at me, creepily smiling, is a small boy who is glowing no. white and translucent almost staring at me like this. Kenny, I'm gonna show you
2: that's no, yeah, really yeah, yeah.
0: big like s- grin to ear to ear, just creepy AF. So, yeah, yeah. give
1: me like, like, I will see a full bodied monster. Or I wanna see a child ghost. Right. Children
0: mm -hmm. ghosts are the creepiest and the weirdest thing. Like in our last episode that we had come out that dropped was Little Evil. And in there there's a little boy, similar to the omen. Children creepy when they're ghosts and supernaturally involved with things so
1: no thank you
0: not about it second story very quickly i was living in a house still this was back when i was in high school with my parents and i was sitting in our sort of like our the more uh structured living room if you would that's supposed to be like the nicer area where you really don't sit and i was sitting in there and i look over and there's like this glow almost kind of you know when the sun comes in through a window really brightly yeah but there was no window there there was a door but how the sun would come in it would have been going like east to west Mm -hmm. instead of north to south and it was going north to south
2: that's messed
0: up and there was a picture of my grandmother that was like like nicely drawn a really nice portrait of her it was right near her port i'm getting chills right now it was right near Uh. her portrait and her urn was there with her her remains And it was a nice golden glow. And I just felt warmth and closeness in that moment. And so it was just a really nice feeling. And then I told my mom about it and she's like, wait, show me where it was. And I showed her and she's like, I saw that a few days ago.
1: Oh God. Yeah. that is always (laughs) weird when somebody else saw the same thing you saw.
0: Yeah, so I was like, well, you know, we both were sort of like, well, I guess grandma is here. (laughs) So that was
1: really nice. When me and Casey, we had a cat pass away a while back. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it was so tough. We came back and we were just hanging out in our garage. You know, it's kind of like our front porch area, just like our decompression space. We were just hanging out in there and just bawling our eyes out, really. Um, Just not really sure what to do. And then we see on the ground this like little rainbow.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And it was like, you could kind of tell the way like the rays were, you know, like, I don't know. It could be bouncing off of something, but it's like we had never seen that and have never seen that since. And it was like just this like little moment where you just like you can feel something is there, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I don't know. I think I don't know. There's just so much like bioelectricity flowing around. I I mean, there's who's to say some can't stick behind. And
0: And I mean, Marceline spent a lot of time in there. That was her favorite place, chasing
1: crickets, and that was where her little yeah. So I mean, who who knows? Who's to say? what's real and what's not people have seen stuff that Mm -hmm. can't be explained and i don't know you can our spirits and our lives are so intertwined with the spaces that we're in you know Mm -hmm. it makes sense that some people could still be here
0: yeah so, I mean, and a lot of times I feel like the supernatural is related to negativity and people think it's a scary thing. But yeah. with situations like what we just said, I feel like that's a nice little reminder that it can be a good thing as well. Yeah. That someone's sort of maybe watching over us. So always a nice little thought. Well, let's go ahead now and move into our apps. Haps. We are going to be talking about Chang's Chinese restaurant here in mm-hmm. Lexington, Kentucky. And by the way, this always just reminds me of Chang from Community. Every time I just <laughs> think about it. Bing I Chang. love Ken Jeong's character. He is really in good. That. And he's just so sassy. I love it. But yeah, so I couldn't really find much background information on this restaurant. Mm-hmm. So one thing I will highlight is the fact that they have a drive through window.
1: Yep, drive-through Chinese food is incredible.
0: Yes, I did not actually get to experience it because I had a COVID scare this past week, luckily tested negative, but Ooh. I ordered it from DoorDash and they delivered it for me. <laughs> Hey, like, that eat it
1: <laughs> well. You that is one fact about it. They yes, accept DoorDash, they do, so. they
0: do accept DoorDash. And while I couldn't find too much information on it, I thought I'd go ahead and just read a couple of short reviews to give everyone a little taste. Because here's the thing a lot of Chinese restaurants are very similar. Yes, yeah. some of them sort of have maybe their own flair to things, their own little style. Maybe some items sort of vary in different ways, but for the yeah. most part, there is a basis. A similar standing. Absolutely.
1: There's a standard Chinese restaurant.
0: Yes. So these reviews are all from within the last three months. First one is from Kelly A three months ago, five out of five stars. Says absolutely the best Chinese food around town. Great prices, always hot and fresh. You won't be disappointed jordan m also five out of five stars from a month ago best chinese in lexington been here 11 years and had a lot of chinese food chang's is the best last one is from Pidcar, three weeks ago only two out of five stars what's going on here pid let's see what you said what? cheap but really bland even the lo mein and fried rice was lackluster had higher hopes since i've heard so much praise from others Kenny, what are your thoughts? When you Uh, had, what did you have? Tell us about your
1: food. uh, So I've been a couple times. It's a pretty, yeah, I mean, it's been a staple for Mm -hmm. as long as I've been in town. Okay. Since 2009 that I've lived here. But it's, yeah, just standard Chinese food. It's really good one of those balances of you know it's americanized mm-hmm. so like everybody can enjoy it but it's also got some really good uh, stuff and it's got some like traditional flair like you can really yeah. tell that like they're doing like orange chicken in a traditional way you mm-hmm. know um so i've had plenty of really good stuff from there like beef and uh broccoli is really good mugu guy pans really good just really awesome if you're gonna if you want some chinese food it's pretty much the place to go so i mean yeah this guy like their stuff is actually really like Really spicy, and I thought it was actually one of the less bland options. Like you can get a lot of like bland Chinese food Mm -hmm. around because Americans don't like you know. Don't like it as spicy.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're not
1: us Europeans. You know, Mm -hmm. we uh, enslaved the world for spices and then decided we didn't like them. So,
0: Um,
1: but yeah, no, I I think Ching's is one of the best that you can get in Lexington.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I did their uh, egg roll, their pork egg roll. Uh I did their crab rangoon. And yeah. they're shrimp lo mein. And the, I mean, the egg roll, just traditional. It had the nice crunch to it. It yeah. had the nice flavor to it like it typically does. The crab rangoon was my more favorite flavor of the crab rangoon. I like them a little sweeter. I yeah. like it to be a little sweeter because otherwise I will use that dipping sauce if it's exactly.
1: more yeah, savory. I, yeah, I don't want the super cream cheesiness of a crab right mm.
0: And then with this one, though, it was different from the Ooh. others that I've had because it was much more flaky and thinner.
1: Ooh, that's... Yes. I'm down with that, too.
0: Because normally they will be pretty thick with the batter and the exterior shell, but this one, very thin, when you bit into it, it had immediate crunch and sort of crumble to it. Yes. So.
1: Some of them you get, they're kind of chewy, mm-hmm, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there for like, oh, yeah, God. I mean, I mean. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and
0: then the, the shrimp lo mein... It was fine honestly like that's the closest i could maybe say oh like there wasn't too much flavor yeah. but you throw some yum yum sauce on there and it's delicious
1: yeah and i, I think that's the problem with like americanized chinese food there's mm-hmm. actually a couple places in town that are uh catered to a more like actual like chinese crowd mm-hmm. right and like you don't see a whole lot of American, you know, yeah. people in there because they they use a lot of like really traditional ingredients and like really strange mushrooms, you know, mm-hmm. and like like it's not something that like my wife is super into because wow. she's not a, you know a big fan of Chinese food, but like I really love like that adventurous Chinese food like more mm-hmm. traditional stuff, so it's just. There are places around that, you know, so I don't know. I think that, that you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt, which yeah. is, haha ha, no spicy yeah. <laughs> um, You know, some of those is like, they intentionally are making it less flavorful and spicy because everybody mm-hmm. else would be like, this is tasted too Asian for me.
0: Yeah, look, I listen to these podcasts with British comedians who are on them, off menu, Parenting Hell with Rob and Josh, and they talk about these Indian food places and like Just all these different really culturally Awesome sounding places I would like to have more of that but I liked it overall so There's going to be negative and positive reviews for everybody For the most part this was like a 4.5 out of 5 So good stuff Well now that we've talked about some food Let's talk about some movies
1: Yes absolutely anytime I see Ghostbusters When they're first sitting in that Hanging out the, the night where um, they're eating the Chinese mm-hmm. food, I'm like, I have got to have Chinese food. <laughs> so, um,
0: perfect pairing. Yeah,
1: so much of this movie is just filled with nostalgia for me, and I love it.
0: Yes, so, well, perfect. let's go ahead then and dive right into our cinematic entree. Three college professors are excused from the university they work at when research funding is stripped from them due to unethical practices. With a knack for the supernatural, they decide to team up to run a ghost extermination service, But they get a little more than they bargained for when they stumble upon a doorway to another dimension that will unleash demon dogs and other evils upon New York City. We start off at the New York Public Library, Mm -hmm. close up on this regal looking lion statue. Which was a bit of foreshadowing for things to come.
1: Yes, you don't realize that. But that's the best part of foreshadowing. That's
0: right. And then you're like, ah, connecting the dots Uh later. So I mentioned already Demon Dogs. If anyone who hasn't seen Ghostbusters yet, you probably should go ahead and just pause this. Go watch it. Come back. Because we're going to be talking about spoilers throughout this.
1: Curl out from under the rock and watch Ghostbusters, you weird
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in 1984. It's been around long enough. I'm sorry. I don't feel like I can spoil it anymore
1: yeah, at this no, point
0: in time. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we have the lion as a little foreshadowing for our demon dog statues that yeah. we have, which I don't even know if they're demon dogs, but that's what I'm calling.
1: Yeah. Out. Really lean into it. You know.
0: Yes. Well, we start off with a librarian by the name of Alice and she's walking through the stacks doing her thing, her librarian thing, Mm -hmm. and she's putting some books away. And then we see behind her three books just go across from the shelf on the left to the shelf on the right. Well, how was that done? done by wires yeah of course you could not see the wires at all they did a great job with hiding those
1: yeah i know just i love the scene that the actress which i did not know her name was alice by mm-hmm. the way is genius mm-hmm. Yep, Alice she's Hammond. literally made to be a librarian yes. you know in every movie if you're casting a librarian you wanted to cast this person
0: mm-hmm. she's perfect um, for the role
1: i remember as a kid this like how it starts the stakes are just already set there yes. are ghosts get used to it here we're you I know i love it and the the cards, the index cards that yes. fly out immediately after that, right? Yes. The whole books on the wires, and then there's the cards that you know mm-hmm. fly out. It's so terrifying to me as a kid because I'm like, now when I watch it, I'm like, how do they do that? Right. You know? And so, but then when I was a kid, I was just like, oh my god, this is there's, there's this, yeah, no spooky ghosts. But uh, so the apparently they had somebody push it from the back mm-hmm. and then had a leaf blower that would like shoot the cards out and like yeah, try to like get that straws right yeah it oh yeah was it was yeah or no it was like a yeah he was just blowing on a straw yeah it? yeah
0: so yeah using a
1: leaf blower but no
0: because that would have been too loud well, but, yeah. but yeah, yeah so they had this guy who was standing behind the shelves of yeah. the index cards pushing them out slowly had a straw in the back and yes. then was blowing on it really hard <laughs> to make them fly up into the air.
1: I remember why I thought leaf blowers I was like, damn, that's a lot of blowing. I was like you gotta have a leaf blower for that. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's crazy. So
0: yeah, so they used a, yeah a guy with a straw. I don't know who the blower was back there, but uh, yeah. he did a good job. He did a good job.
1: Uncredited blower guy.
0: Yeah. So she yeah, because she's walking through the stacks and she does the whole like looks around like, did I yeah. just see that oh, kind what? of thing walks by the index cards and then they just start flying out and i mean she takes off running because who yeah. doesn't yeah. when you see this kind of stuff happening and then she like stops running you can see this just sort of petrified look on her face starts screaming yeah. hairs flying backward because of this like breeze bright light and then the ghostbusters theme song <laughs> pops <up>. so <laughs> With the title. We go straight then to the College of Psychology at an unnamed (sighs) university. And we immediately see on the door. Do you remember what it says on the door?
1: oh no i really don't um,
0: it says vankman burn in hell uh. so there are three different doctors names dr peter vankman dr raymond stance and dr egon spangler and uh, apparently people are not too happy with venkman yeah. <laughs> and they also have like a, a do not disturb made mm-hmm. door hanger from like a hotel resting on the doorknob and you're like what is Going on here. I have some mixed signals.
1: I just I love watching this as someone who works uh in higher ed, you know, and kind of mm-hmm. like knows the university stuff. Like it's just interesting to like go back there and like the, I mean, just like the whole grant cycles, and it's just interesting to see it from that perspective.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Of like, if you were doing this, you would absolutely be <laughs> kicked <laughs> off campus.
0: Oh yeah. And I mean, we find out they do. But yeah, so Bankman is played by Bill Murray, you know, famously known for Groundhog Day. As of the moment, has 94 other acting credits he's in there with two students one male one female and they're doing some kind of experiment in quotations where they have to guess a shape on some cards this poor male student it doesn't matter if he gets it right or wrong he gets zapped with a little
2: electrical shock
1: so this watching it this time i actually got a little nugget out of this right so what he's doing after this goes on right where he gets the kid gets zapped a few times Gets really upset. He calls the cards correctly every single time. Yeah. He sees the hidden cards every single time. Mm -hmm. And then there's the pretty girl. And, you know, Bill Murray is, like, very clearly lying to her that she's getting all these right. He keeps zapping the person who is absolutely guessing these cards are, like, straight up Jedi mind trick, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then he, the guy gets pissed off. He's like, what am I even doing here? And then Bill Murray says, I'm testing how negative reinforcement affects ESP
0: he says that
1: yes so which I exactly right I have missed this a thousand times watching Ghostbusters and then so when you ask that question What's he doing? He's legitimately doing exactly what his experiment is supposed mm-hmm. to be doing, which is this guy clearly has some level of ESP. Yeah. And so Bill Murray is shocking him, giving negative reinforcement to his yeah. ESP. He still continues to get the cards right, right? So it's just, it's it's fascinating how, like, he's getting these results, but he's very clearly distracted by this pretty girl. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's really funny because he's just actually doing... What he's setting out to do What his hypothesis is It's just really funny to Like like, how did I miss that single line That's
0: wild I just was so distracted By him hitting on the co-ed The whole time The female co-ed yeah. I was just like This guy is such a slimy guy Just Which is funny Because he gets slime later But yeah. yeah I just I'm like Ew Like stop hitting on her professor And no, I'm just yeah. so distracted by that Because she is really pretty Like I get it But dude She's also your
1: stupid But it is It's just really funny To to see those little things Because it just kind of Explains his character mm. but, Right. Of like, Mm -hmm. he is actually a very smart person. He is actually like doing science. He just is like, but I also have these ulterior motives, you know, of like, I want to, yeah, do good things for me. But I think that that's what leads into them starting a business Mm -hmm. together. Yeah.
0: I I can see that. get rid of ghosts.
1: Kind of yeah. like a con man vibe, you know?
0: Exactly. And then we have Raymond Stance come in and just immediately is really excitable. He's played by Dan Aykroyd, who was in Blues Brothers and Saturday Night Live. He wrote the script. And yeah. there's a little fun history. Be- Let's put a pause on our story for a yes. second. There's a fun history with his family and why he started writing this. Tell us about that, Kenny.
1: Yeah, so there's the whole situation where his dad wrote that book, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, his whole family is super into ghosts. His dad wrote a book about...
0: Guy's yeah, history yeah exactly His
1: history of ghosts and everything like that so he really really wanted to write the script and so when you watch kind of stuff about Ghostbusters and how they made it Mm -hmm. that's the fascinating stuff you don't realize like I didn't realize that Dan Aykroyd had such a big part of it yeah me neither And that his family was so intertwined. But it's just, it's cool to think of things like that because, I don't know, continuing the family business Mm -hmm. of like, you know, it's just interesting to see that like your family's interests aren't lost on you and like him being proud of like Ghostbusters because of this stuff. So yeah, I think that's just fascinating to stuff that I didn't know Mm -hmm. about at all, you know?
0: Yeah. And it is interesting because when you watch, for example, Movies That Made Us, they have an episode about (laughs) Ghostbusters and... He just very nonchalantly is like, oh, yeah, we, we were in the, the business of believing in ghosts. And a lot of times people may be embarrassed about that fact. He is all gung-ho about it. Because this is something yeah. that sounds like it was <clears throat> generations worth of family members believing in the supernatural.
1: Nonchalant is a good word. Because he just comes <laughs> out as like, yeah, when I was writing Ghostbusters, I was like, wait a second. How did I not? <laughs> what? What?
0: Yeah. It's just, it's fascinating to, to see that very upfront yeah hey this is what i believe i don't care what other people think i appreciate that very much from dan
2: well
0: let's unpause our storyline here and we have peter sort of hitting on on the chick and then ray comes running in and he's like we need the video cameras we need yeah, we need to yeah. go there is a free floating full, full. torso vaporous apparition and he <laughs> peter's like Excuse me, goes over to Ray and smacks him in the head and is like, Can't you see I'm busy here? And Ray's like, We need to go. We need to go now. So the co ed agrees to meet Peter later on that night at like eight o'clock. And uh, yeah, nothing suspicious about that at all. But <laughs> we end up at the New York library again. And that's where we made- egon spangler
1: i love this scene because egon's doing his little uh magical scanner thing which yes. i love i think that that thing's amazing i actually used to know what that was made out of but i don't remember anymore mm-hmm. um but they did yeah they did some weird combining of things to make that little uh gadget that egon's using and yeah, then like
0: frankenstein some stuff yeah, together
1: and bill murray comes up and starts tapping on the table <laughs> and stuff and egon's like what <laughs> this is fascinating
0: yeah he's he's played by harold Ramis, who was also really involved with this movie as well r.i.p yes uh, he he unfortunately did pass away several years ago i think 2014 2015 ish and he was known for sctv groundhog day and caddyshack which he and bill murray had a great relationship up until it was either groundhog day or caddyshack
1: I think it was Groundhog Day, because they they just really, really had some big falling out, and they Mm -hmm. didn't make up until... Right before. Yeah, right on, like, Harold Mm -hmm. Ramis' deathbed. They just Mm -hmm. made up. Yeah, he showed up
0: to, like, the town he was living in. He didn't know where Harold lived, so he went to the police station and was like, I need you to take me to Harold Ramis, and... The cops escorted them there and they sat and yeah. talked for a few hours, made, made amends. And, and Harold passed away not too long after that. So I was glad that they made a bit of amends up with that. So we're in the library. They are in the process of getting an actual face-to-face
1: yeah.
0: with our, our ghost. So why don't you lay that scene out for us really quick?
1: I really think it's an interesting use of like the cold open, right? Or you're basically you're throwing another thing, and then you put the characters back into a scene that's already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see everything there. There's slime everywhere. They're going yes. through it. Oh, and he's talking about ectoplasm. And mm-hmm. just seeing Dan Aykroyd's excitement is really fun. Like yes. to me, he's. A lot of people will say Bill Murray is the best part of Ghostbusters, and
0: I feel like Dan Aykroyd is right? like I, him. That's,
1: or that's kind of what I think. Gone. Yeah, I think the two of them are like they're just an interesting team. Mm-hmm. I think it, it takes uh, all three of them to make the Ghostbusters what they are. But it's just fun to see Dan Aykroyd's excitement at like seeing everything and like mm-hmm. Bill Murray's like touching the stuff. He's, yeah, uh, when he gets uh, wiping, it stuck
0: yeah. on himself and he's like trying to yeah, wipe it and, off and can- it on
1: the, the cards <laughs> is so fun.
0: I like um, that a lot. Which speaking of our team, our team initially was not supposed to be composed of these three individuals initially they were thinking eddie murphy they were thinking john belushi unfortunately belushi passed away while this was being written but they did base one of the the characters off of him a little bit who we're gonna meet here in just a a few so i'll make mention of that again but yeah just a really fun little situation there they do go face to face and try and figure out how to approach this, this ghost, which is, like, this old, like, lady in a pink dress. And Kenny, when she turns into, like, her ghost self, yes. what does she resemble most to you? How would you describe her appearance?
1: So, she kind of looks vaguely, like,
0: ape-like. That's what I thought.
1: But here's yeah. another thought. This is going to be interesting. She kind of reminds me of one of the trolls...
2: Oh. From Ernest
1: Scared Stupid, <laughs> which we know is the greatest horror movie <laughs> of all time.
0: That's interesting. Um, but yeah, she's got
1: this like big teeth and this big jaw, and I'm like, oh my god, she kind of looks like one of the trolls from yeah, yeah, from Ernest Scared Stupid. So that's um, awesome. but that's I love when Dan Aykroyd's like, all right, what are we gonna do? Yeah. get her. You know, like <laughs> what, what the hell are they supposed to do? Just like grab this ghost is the I love that. It's yeah, cool. at
0: first like, oh let's let's try and talk, and it doesn't work out. So he's like. All right, let's 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 just get her. Yeah, so they, they end up catching her, don't they? they no? No. They don't?
1: She ex- just, rah, scares them and they yeah. run out of the library. Oh,
0: that's you know? right. Yeah, because the, the next thing they do, they do catch it. But yeah, this first one, yeah, they run scared because that was like the first one they really came face to face with.
1: Yeah. And, um, and that's when Egon says, these readings are promising Mm -hmm. I think we could catch one yeah and so then that's when Bill Murray's like oh we could make some money off Mm -hmm. of this and then Dan Aykroyd is really excited to to do it I love he's walking away they're talking about it and he's like got all this camera equipment on him (laughs) I just thought that was funny just like what a little dweeb
0: yeah and and I mean really it comes in handy that Bill Murray's character is thinking oh this could get us money because their grant gets canceled yeah and they get canned and now they're out of jobs and when ray is like i've worked in the private sector they expect results Is yes. one of the funniest things because it's like oh so in other words you're just sort of like bsing hanging out
1: as someone who works in the public sector <laughs> as someone who works for university it 100 is true that's what everybody says it's like yeah you could go to the private sector but mm-hmm when you work a lot harder in the (laughs) private sector.
0: Exactly. Like, what do you think the best option would be if... For, like, employment, if you were to be in their shoes, do you think what they did was, like, the best? Or do you think them doing another Listen,
1: route? I think being an entrepreneur is just the way to go. Yeah. No, I think No one
0: but your own yeah, boss is you. It's,
1: it's tough. It's a mm-hmm. hard life. It's a hard road. But you don't have to be a boss. You don't have to be a corporate shill, you know?
0: You don't have to answer it anyway. Yeah, else?
1: exactly. You get to make the rules of how you want to do it with an idea that you're really passionate about.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, yeah, it's just... I don't know. I think if you have an extremely passionate group of individuals, you should come together, Mm -hmm. put some ideas down, and can start a business, do it. So what if it fails, you Mm -hmm. know? Then make another one.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. So, yeah, they end up doing that, and Ray sells his parents' house.
1: Yeah, well, he, he just gets a new mortgage on it.
0: I thought he sold it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. He does. He sells yeah. it. He's like, yeah, you didn't even sells- bargain with the guy. Yeah, and
0: he's like, oh, 19%, you know, yeah. blah, 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 kind of thing. So, yeah, they, they start this supernatural extermination service. They go, and they're looking around at different real estate opportunities, and they come upon the firehouse, which they end up purchasing, but Egon's like, this place should be condemned. I
1: love that. Yeah, the, the neighborhood is a demilitarized zone. <laughs>
0: yes, which the, the firehouse that they did use for filming mm-hmm. has been condemned since. Aww. But, I mean, it, it was around for a while. The exterior that they used mm. to shoot it is still there still there in new york i think it's ladder eight and it it has like i believe from what i saw in the how this movie made this thing was that they have the ghostbusters emblem on the fire trip itself
1: that's pretty
0: cool so i thought that was awesome yeah they start this this business and they're looking at this and egon and peter are like we really do not need to get this property and ray (laughs) is has like this childlike wonder come over him and he's like i love this this is great oh my god does this pole work slides down the Pole. can we stay here tonight we should stay here tonight i know
1: as honestly i feel like i'm ray in a lot of situations where i'm just like my enthusiasm just mm-hmm. way does not match and then you know my wife is always gonna be like hey let's what, what let's if we tone in. this down yeah, yeah just a little bit i'm like no no i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna ready. turn yeah
0: yeah and i mean i think the reason why we ended up with a firehouse was because ray was fronting a lot of the money yeah. <laughs> for
1: it That's so
0: they bought it and then he also went and bought a uh, 1959 catalog miller meteor sentinel limo style end loader combination car
1: hell yes
0: yeah dr ectomobile i
1: had one of these toys as a kid i was gonna say
0: if you had that car how have we not talked about
1: that? <laughs> no, 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 i don't have the car i did have a toy of the car well that's pretty cool with several action figures and it was one of my coolest most favorite toys that's ecto awesome. one it yeah, just the coolest thing in the world. And it's such an interesting use of, like... The car is almost a character in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And it's not really shown that much. No. But it has such an impact of, like, the superhero kind of vibe of, yes. of, of things. You know, it's like the helicarrier, right? Like, right. It, Yeah, you make the vehicles and their transport, like, part of their image. And it's just really cool. It's in the terms mystery of, like, machine for them. Yeah, absolutely. You know?
0: And we do see in the trailer for afterlife that they do have
1: yeah it i know that's the best part of the whole damn movie so, you know?
0: i oh the fact that they have like that little the little shooty uh suit yeah. that comes out oh, uh-huh. so excited for this movie but yes yeah, so then we also have janine the secretary join the ranks and she cracks me up yeah she does not holster the sass ever love it
1: you've got uh, you got a lot of Janine Vibes about you you know Do I? I mean that in a positive way I'm glad
0: because she's awesome I love her so yeah. much <laughs> she just some of the lines I will quote throughout as we're going through like when she's helping hire Winston mm-hmm. oh god she's just great and her comedic timing is fantastic
1: <laughs> yes yeah, so. really, yeah. you're such a humanitarian <laughs> I don't think he's human yeah oh, god, she's can't.
0: she totally is so <laughs> into Egon. it's I know awesome but initially, this was not supposed to actually have any female characters, huh. but Janine got in there, and, and then also Dana, yeah. who was played by Sigourney Weaver.
1: I hear there wasn't actually any Dana. There was only Zool. Yeah. So, yeah. There I was, was
0: only supposed to be male characters <laughs> in this whole thing, and the, the, the love... Story that sort of happens throughout this also was not supposed to be there because Dan Aykroyd said he's not a romantic. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's, yeah. So that definitely there was a few different versions of this script yeah that that went down the pipe and
1: down. they had such a tight timeline it's fascinating Ten to learn months. about like yeah how quick they had to get this thing turned yes. around
0: it's incredible absolutely incredible but yeah the dana is portrayed by sigourney weaver we've already talked about her in a couple of our episodes james and i have mentioned her in alien and cabin yeah. in the woods episodes she's awesome she, she's so good she gets home from the grocery store, runs into an overly eager, slightly overbearing, the original Michael Scott himself, who is played by Rick Moranis, and that's Lewis Tully. Tully,
1: yeah. I used to work with a guy that was exactly Lewis really? Tully. Like, Lewis Tully to a T. Oh my gosh. And I will not say this person's name, but... Yeah. Um, but, oh my god, like, I cannot just... I cannot explain enough how similar these two people were so like anytime i watch ghostbusters i just think of this person (laughs) and it makes me chuckle deep inside Uh, but he is the exact type of person like i really would prefer to not run into him right Mm -hmm. now and just she does such a good job of selling that like oh god please don't let me get oh okay here he is she's like trying to like sneak pat like Mm -hmm. sneak past his room it's hilarious
0: well if you're sitting here going Rick Moranis, that name sounds familiar. Where's he from? Also from SCTV, Little Shop of Horrors, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
1: Yeah, if Rick Moranis sounds familiar and you don't know who it is, you're insane. Crawl out from your rock and watch freaking Ghostbusters and learn who Rick Moranis is.
0: Exactly. So he's trying to talk to her about how her TV was too loud and there was neighbors complaining. And he's like, but then I turned my TV up. So that way maybe they thought there was something wrong with the TVs. And just sort of the way he talks, the way he holds himself is... He is a nervous cucumber Mm. of a person, but he's just like trying so hard to get her to be at least friends with him. You know, he's definitely wanting more than that, but he's just like, just, just hang out with me. It's okay. Like just hang out.
1: So the definition of an intel, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Well, she thanks him for doing that and letting her know, but she didn't even remember leaving the TV on. And
1: there's your first clue. She, mm-hmm. Something spooky's dun, going dun, on.
0: Dun. Yes. She goes into the apartment and she sees the Ghostbusters commercial, doesn't she, yeah. at some point? And
1: <laughs> Which is the best God. commercial ever. I love it. The step forward. Have you ever done something? <laughs> and then the step back. Awkward. Step forward. Ah, this thing. You know, then...
0: Oh, so 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 1980s and the phone number they put on the screen was a real phone number you could actually call and talk to the actors at one point
1: that's wild
0: so it was like a little recording of the actors so I I thought that was awesome definitely very cheesy but I like it a lot so she sees the commercial she has the groceries on the countertop she's putting things away the egg carton starts to rattle and then a couple of the eggs jump right out of the carton but they start to fry on the countertop
1: it always makes me want fried eggs so bad i see this and i'm like i have got to pause Over this heart, movie please. and go make some fried <laughs> eggs but yeah that would be terrifying
0: yeah I, the fact that she didn't run after the eggs i'm like yeah woman get out
1: my egg carton starts <laughs> shaking get i'm getting out. the hell out of there like we don't even make it to the jumping out of the carton thing
0: yeah it, as soon as the carton starts vibrating
1: yeah and then, i would have been
0: out of there so hard and so then the bad.
1: fridge starts to freak out
0: mm-hmm. she goes
1: to open it what? Yes. honey. What is you doing? Don't yes. go open the fridge. Get the hell out of there. Yeah,
0: there's a there's an ominous growl yeah. coming from your refrigerator. Look, I know maybe maybe she was thinking, oh, this is just a New York rat because yeah. those things can be big. I'm still not opening the fridge. No, if a if a rat's growling that loud, I'm not going to open the fridge.
1: Okay? <laughs> My fridge is growling.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I'm going calling the... somebody. Okay. So yeah, what does she do? She goes and opens it like you said. And then when the door opens, we see this like dark plane with stairs that's leading up to this like brightly lit pyramid yep. with a beast with a glowing mouth. And then the word
1: Zul. Zul. A demon dog, so to speak. Is uttered.
0: Yeah. Yes. And she shuts it. And once again, I'm like, get the heck out of there, woman. What are you doing? Yeah, and then she goes
1: and takes a nap for 15 minutes right. and then takes a shower. And then she's like, you know what? I'm going to call
0: the Maybe I should go, you know. So she finally hightails it out of there and goes to the Ghostbusters office. Peter is immediately like, well, hello there. Yep. And he's conferring with Janine about something right before Dana walks in. And he says this line, it makes me laugh. Don't stare at me. You have them bug eyes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I love it. I'm sorry about the Bug Eyes thing.
0: Yeah, and then and then he like walks away and Egon comes out from underneath the desk and immediately <laughs> yeah. in my mind went somewhere dirty. I'm like, what is he doing underneath the desk? And and he's talking about how something was offline or something yeah. technologically was not right. And oh she's crushing so hard, Kenny. She's just like trying to talk oh, no. him up, trying to get him to be engaged. Do you read
1: often? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do love Janine. She oh. absolutely and Egon is just hasn't is totally clueless. Yeah, he's hilarious. such a good Harold Ramis is just such a random good character actor.
0: And so like, straight-faced, serious. I love it. Yeah, then Dana shows up, and she's like, uh, are you all the Ghostbusters? I sort of have a problem. Peter's like, I'll take her to her apartment and then check her out. I mean, check out her apartment. And they had her, like, strapped up to these machines just Mm -hmm. making sure she wasn't lying and and all that, or she wasn't crazy. And they're like, well, as far as we can tell, she thinks it's at least real, so...
1: Exactly. That's what I was talking about earlier Mm -hmm. with my Spooky Ghost story, is, like, if somebody thinks it's real enough right like if they're legitimately terrified by a thing yes then something's up you mm-hmm. know humans feel instinctual fear for a reason
0: yeah so he gets taken peter does back to dana's apartment and he's trying to be all show off <laughs> oh, he's so like doing yeah the piano,
1: the piano. <laughs> oh,
0: he's like he, they, they hate, hate that this. <laughs> oh,
1: that's, i love that so much i feel like i got a lot of my like i don't know
0: Humor from him? Well,
1: sort of like any sort of manipulative streak I've ever had, you know, like trying to put the moves on anybody. Uh. I feel like it's very like Peter <laughs> Venkman, you know, just like, yeah, oh yeah, I know yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, oh, I yeah. totally oh, yeah. know yeah. what's going
0: on here. And, you know, she says this line after they exchange a few things, like, he looks in the bedroom, because oh, that's the bedroom. And he's like, oh, has anything ever happened here? She goes, no, nothing's ever happened here. He's like, what a crime. Yeah. <laughs> And she's oh, like, God. you don't act like a scientist, more like a game show host. Yes. And, you know, he a just, con man. Yes, yes. A bit of a swindler. And he just keeps hitting on her hard. And yep. then, you know, it results in her kicking him out. She's just like, okay, we haven't found anything. You can go.
1: Yeah, looking in the fridge. I, one of my favorite random parts is just like, I heard a voice say Zool.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: And it's funny because when you watch the movie the first time, or just any time really, mm-hmm. when she opens up the fridge, it's like, and I'm like, yeah. I couldn't tell it said Zool. Like, what the? And I was there with you.
0: Yeah, I. I Glad really, you knew it
1: said Zool. I
0: had the captions on, and that was the only way that I could tell that it was even said <laughs> Zool. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: it did. And it, it, I go, Zool, down at the bottom.
1: <laughs> 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 Zool. Yeah. My name is Zo,
0: then we go to where they finally get their first real job because this didn't really pan out. Nothing's yeah. going on. Peter doesn't doesn't know what's up yeah. there, you know, so. They're eating their Chinese food, which is where that scene comes yep. in. We talked about yeah,
1: getting some petty cash. Like this yes. is the, last of, this the, is the last of the
0: petty cash. Yeah. So they, they're sitting there eating it. All of a sudden the alarm goes yep. off and they have their first job at this just rentsy hotel.
1: Are you going to say it? Or I'm going to say it. If you don't say it, say it. Janine's line. Like we one. got one <laughs> it's the best line in the whole movie when she just finally hits the button we got one. <laughs> oh
2: the and excitement for, yeah, months
1: after I watch this movie anytime anything is got like mm-hmm. taken received whatever yeah. anything happens where I can insert this line I'm always like we got
0: one <laughs> I just got so excited about talking about the hotel I just completely skipped over yeah, that no, thank you for bringing best line up. in the whole movie okay Yes, so we're at this fancy, ritzy hotel. The hotel manager is like, we've been having problems for two weeks now, and we need some help. They start to explore. We find out that they have these unlicensed nuclear accelerators in their backpacks, yep. which these backpacks were supposed to be really freaking heavy. Yeah. From what behind-the-scenes information said. Like, uncomfortably heavy.
2: Yeah,
0: And... They're going around, at the one part where they shoot the maid's cart, yeah, and she's like, <laughs> "What the hell are you doing?"
1: And just, oh my god, I was cracking up so hard at that.
0: Oh god! Sorry,
1: wrong person. <laughs> and she just starts picking stuff up, and they move on.
0: That poor housekeeper. Oh. And the greatest thing is, she just sort of keeps going, like
1: she, yeah, like, I know, she's, she's really, some shit. Okay, really great, she's in New York City actress. at a
0: hotel. <laughs> they they end up splitting up, trying to cover more ground, and. Ray spots Slimer, which is the character that's based off of John Belushi, which the effects guy, the day before they were supposed to start shooting, was like, you need to make this look more like John Belushi. And he's like, okay, he never did it. Yeah, he didn't do it.
1: And then he was like, (laughs) perfect. This is great.
0: Oh, it looks great. Yeah. So how would you describe Slimer's visual
1: appearance i mean just a chunky little chongus made of green <laughs> ectoplasm you know yeah. his teeth he
0: rolls on rolls yes
1: rolls everywhere his teeth and yes. the tongue are hilarious yes. like uh just love it the little nose
0: yeah he's adorable and I he's know. sitting there just manja munge- manja on a bunch yep. of food what kind of food would you want to find uh, on a tray if you were slimer
1: if I was Slimer, I would want leftover breakfast buffet food, oh. like just a bunch of like powdered scrambled eggs and like just a bunch of <laughs> bunch trays of, of bacon. Meats. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, Ron Swanson.
1: He does have some sausage links, right? That he's eating. I on feel like table. that's a yes, yeah.
0: but I'm not positive. I just feel like, like I'd want to find like burgers and fries.
1: Yeah. Just. well. But I can eat 36 pounds of scrambled eggs. I can't that's eat 36 true. pounds of burgers.
0: But I, we don't know how much Slimer can put away.
1: That's true. Probably a lot. Because, you know, he doesn't have, like, an actual digestive system.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, like, oh, if you're at a fancy hotel, are you getting steaks? Are you getting, yeah. like, expensive foods? What's going yeah, on here? That's Yeah,
1: that's fair. And especially if it's room service. But mm-hmm. oh, the thing that I love about Slimer is how, like, he has such a, like, minor part in this movie. Yes. And the car does as well. But Mm -hmm. those are two of the things that really stand out. Like, there was the Ghostbusters cartoon. That's where my toys came from, Mm -hmm. right? But, I mean, Slimer and that car are huge parts of like like you could take the characters out yes like with afterlife
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're gonna have slimer in that movie
0: yes you have to
1: and you're gonna have that car mm-hmm. like that's, you got it. boom ghostbusters movie yes. you know that's all you need
0: i mean if you just take them out insert them onto a plain white background you know exactly where they're from exactly they're just iconic
1: yeah and it's just it's fun to see with little stuff like that like that the creators didn't even really think too much about mm-hmm. like I mean it's an important part but they don't realize how important they're going to be to the whole yeah, lexicon the impact of Ghostbusters. After
0: yeah. is uh, phenomenal, yeah. So then we have Ray. Ray calls him a disgusting blob as he has like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, yeah. and he shoots at Slimer and Slimer's like. Ah! Like you know, flies mm-hmm. off, and that was interesting how they did that as well. So, this was such a big model for Slimer that they couldn't really move him yeah. around too much. So, whenever it looks like Slimer's going away, they're just moving the camera backward, yep, to try and get that effect. So, I thought that was really interesting. Also, he flies away and then he runs into Peter, yep. And he's Peter, looking right
1: at me, Ray.
0: Yeah, he, he he has like this standoff, sort of like you yeah. would with a bull yeah. when you're wearing red. And well, he's like, Oh, don't worry, he won't touch anything. but well, That was wrong because whatever happened between them, he ended up with a ton of slime all over him.
1: Yeah, I, I always got really nervous as a kid about this scene. I was like, Oh my God, he's gonna get, <laughs> Oh my God, what's gonna happen?
0: Yeah, and then also, like, meanwhile, egon's over there exploring in a hallway and he like pokes this random guy yeah i love that egon being awkwardly awkward
1: i love how like they just destroy the hell out of this hotel that's the best part of this whole thing is like they shoot the wall Mm -hmm. they're just burning shit everywhere almost hit a
0: maid yeah
1: i mean it's just hilarious how much destruction they cause
0: yeah and then they go into the ballroom. yeah
1: the ballroom's Such a good scene.
0: Yeah, they annihilate that room. They shoot a chandelier down. I mean, yeah, explain the scene for us, really. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so they they set it up where they get inside this ballroom that's clearly about to be used, Mm -hmm. and they're flipping tables over. They 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 do the pulling the thing first. Pull the
0: the tablecloth. Yeah, pull the
1: tablecloth out from under all the stuff, and it's like I always wanted to do that, which. I like always anytime yeah. I see that I'm just like oh, Wanna don't try do it. it don't do it
0: and then I'm like I am gonna break everything so yeah. no we're not gonna do it
1: um yeah so they start throwing tables over get a good space to where they can lay down their trap and try mm-hmm. to actually get Slimer caught in their yes. awesome little traps I used to have one as a kid a little awesome. mecha. it was so cool I, I think a
0: friend of mine had one because I remember it was like a gray plastic box with like yeah. folding in... yep
1: folding little yeah the yeah. little flaps that were oh it was so cool <sighs> And I, yeah, some of my Ghostbusters toys could fit inside of there. <laughs> it was awesome. It was often a receptacle for G.I. Joes to oh. steal, you know? Like oh, that okay. So it was pretty great. <laughs> Mixing
2: um, the Yeah, here. exactly.
1: But so, yeah, then they lock on uh, mm-hmm. to Slimer. Egon makes a note to say, hey, forgot to mention, don't cross the streams. Yes. Uh, or we're, we could blow up everything.
0: Yeah, he's he's like, it would be a bad idea. And then... Bill Murray's like, okay, how bad is bad? And he's like, try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Yeah. A.K.A. total protonic reversal.
1: Yeah, and I I just love it. It sets the stakes for, like, these are extremely dangerous things very quickly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They clearly you're just being so nonchalant with him just like shooting up this hotel it like really is so funny and then at the end i've got yeah i'll explain that when they (laughs) use the pack later but okay i just love the the, that part where they're lowering him down it's like oh don't look in the trap (laughs) it's like i looked at the trap (laughs) yes uh yeah i think egon is like i looked at the trap ray
2: (laughs) yeah
0: so they they catch slimer and as they're coming out there was initially one line said, and most of these lines were improvised yeah. by the guys. And Bill Murray's line, we came, we saw, we kicked ass, mm-hmm. was the second take. That's the one that stayed in for this. Yeah. So they charged him like five grand, like you said, after destroying part yep. of the hotel, uh, tr- you know, traumatizing a maid, and now they're in business. And all of a sudden...
2: yeah.
0: They are starting to make the press, the New York Post, Mm -hmm. and and all of these different outlets. And suddenly, they are getting a ton of business. And Dana sort of is shown sporadically at this point in time, just seeing all of the news reports and stuff. So that's how she's still tied in a little bit. They start getting some business. And then we're in this montage, which includes them... Ghost hunting, ghost busting. And then there's one scene we talked about a little bit off of our recording about this pretty ghost lady who's floating over Top Ray. And you're like, whoa.
1: So I watched it again. It was really interesting. This uh, saw this movie pretty young. I do mm-hmm. feel like it contributed somewhat to my sexual awakening, right? <laughs> where he's like, what's going on? I want a ghost to do that with me. So, yeah, there's the whole ghost scene where he's uh, possibly performing uh, oral sex mm-hmm. onto Dan Aykroyd. But I noticed a thing very recently.
2: Yes.
1: Dan Aykroyd is laying in bed. Mm-hmm. We see this. Yes. Right? He's laying in the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm and then it makes a very clear and noticeable dreamscape wipe, right? Like kind of Mm -hmm. wiggly lines, and then we're sort of thrown into this. Mm -hmm. And so I 100% believe this is a dream sequence that Mm -hmm. Dan Aykroyd is having and not him actually getting a ghost beach, you know? It is 100% a dream sequence, and that is something that I didn't notice until this viewing, Mm
2: -hmm. and then it kind
1: of cheapened it for me. But it makes a lot of sense. Like you think... They're going crazy. They're doing all this ghost stuff. They're, like, around the thing. They're almost, like superstars now yes. and Dan is character right and someone that's really passionate about mm-hmm. ghosts and everything and is just sort of like really excited about all this stuff yeah and then is like I'm kind of a superstar now mm-hmm. uh, you know and then like ghost ladies are going to be throwing himself in them like you know yeah. so that's just kind of interesting to like become a household name even so famous that ghosts are like listen mm-hmm. I want you yes
0: well there's also a portion of it where you see, like, the pants getting unbuckled. Yeah. You, get, you see, like, things are getting ready to to go down and then all of a sudden you see him sit up really fast mm-hmm. in bed and I was like why did that happen and I, I just missed the squiggly like wipe Yeah
1: him. it's like right before he actually you actually see like the whole stuff happen to mm-hmm. him it kind of like does like a squiggle dream wipe you know. Yeah. So, so.
0: that's where I definitely I will say I agree with your, your theory of it being a yeah. dream. But I yeah because at first I was like is he feeling conflicted at all? He's like hunting down the ghost brethren. Yeah. <laughs> but I, and consorting with one. But... but
1: but here here's a question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If this happened to you, yeah. would you let the ghost <laughs> keep going?
0: Look, uh I mean you gotta try everything once.
1: That's how, that's <laughs> how I feel. I'm like, I'm not yeah, we're yeah. not stopping this. Just,
0: just just go for it, you know. I sort of a Romeo Juliet scenario, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: who and knows?
0: Montague's and the capulets, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So. i don't know what that has to do with romeo and Juliet. well i mean
0: he's hunting down the ghosts okay
1: I do. okay so, i get it now i was just yeah. very confused I was like wait <laughs> are they star-crossed lovers that are that's
0: where i was thinking yeah i mean you know so right, yeah, then we have true. a fourth ghostbuster join the squad winston uh, zedmore played by ernie, ernie hudson. hudson 249 acting credits from this he, fella
1: he is the best i love yes. winston So much.
0: Yes. And we've talked about him previously, Casey and I did, in the Miss Congeniality episode. He was the FBI agent boss guy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, with his role, he was not in this movie as much as he was supposed to be.
1: Yeah. Bill Murray took a lot of what he was going to say, sort of was just like his ad libbing, Mm -hmm. you know, chops and everything. And it's kind of sad, like, in that uh, the movies that made us, they talk about how he Mm. was like, ah, you know, I was kind of sad that Mm -hmm. I got a lot of this stuff taken away from me and somebody was like, well, that's Hollywood. You know, I I think Harold
0: Ramis was the one who was like, don't take it personally. Yeah, it's not just
1: how it goes. But, um, I, yeah, I just love everything about Ernie Hudson's Mm -hmm. sort of character and a lot of the stuff that Venkman says was actually supposed to be said by Ernie Hudson. But it's just sort of like the, you know, how charismatic and well-known Bill Murray was—you right. sort of tossed him some of those things that a lesser-known
2: mm-hmm.
1: Ernie Hudson could do. But I just—I still think that Ernie excels in this role. Yes, so much. And he I just love is like
0: a dude I want to have a beer with. You oh know? yeah,
1: absolutely. But and he's, he's a dude that I think I could get a beer with. Yeah, yeah, you know?
0: yeah. He's he's obtainable, but he's like that really cool kid at yeah. school who was obtainable. I mean with him you know his role got moved back because of how much Murray was taking got moved back at least 20 pages yeah so he yeah definitely was in this movie a lot less than he was supposed to have been and it's funny because Janine this is the line I I mentioned I was going to talk about so she's asking him when he gets there and he wants to apply for a job do you believe in UFOs astral projections mental telekinetic movement a full trance mediums Loch Ness monster and the theory of Atlantis and he's like if there's a steady paycheck I'll believe anything, anything. you say yeah. <laughs> and he's hired on the spot by Ray he's like yep
1: let's go. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good yeah they come in with a trap like, here I'll show you how to do this right now
0: and then we, we learn a little more about Zool you know the name was mentioned but who exactly is that well Peter tells Dana I found some information for you it was a demigod worshipped around 6000 BC by the Hittites Mesopotamians and Sumerians and Zul has uh you know this this god that they worship called Gozer
2: Yep.
0: well Gozer is a Sumerian shape-shifting god of destruction also known and then has like five different names (laughs) which I'm not going to (laughs) read off right now
1: that's one of the best parts is when uh, Tully mm-hmm. rattles off, like, all the names. Yeah. That's such a good scene.
0: Well, I'll, I'll just actually... I'll just go ahead and do it. It's Gozer the Gozerian, Gozer the Destructor, Volgus, Zofdra, Gozer the Traveler, and Lord of the Zabula. <laughs> just... like, <laughs> oh, God. It's so
1: good when Rick Moranis spits all that out. Yeah, it's so Yeah, real good.
0: just smooth way better than i just did because i don't even know if i pronounce half those correct but yeah you get it a lot of titles exactly and vin's chlorthro is the key master and so we have Zool and then this key master guy and we're like what's up there and as they're talking dana says this line well what is he doing in my ice box (laughs) and then you're like wait Why is he in the icebox?
1: Why, indeed. Yes,
0: we find out in a conversation in jail in a little bit. So we'll talk more about that in a second. But she agrees to go ahead and meet with Peter on Thursday night. And they're going to have a date, baby. Yep. And she acts so annoyed by him, but you can tell she's like,
1: yeah, she's pretty
0: into it. Well, we then find out about the neutralizing storage unit, which I think is really cool. This yeah. guy from the EPA, Mister Peck,
1: yeah, Walter Peck, Walter Mr. Peck. Pecker.
0: <laughs> he arrives and he wants to see that there's no environmental disturbances, and that he wants to take a peeky peek at the yeah. ghost facility storage unit.
2: And they thing.
1: told him to f right off. Yeah,
0: and it got heated real fast between yeah. him and Peter. Yeah, so I was like, okay, slow your roll.
1: He's so good at playing the bad guy, yeah, kind of like. He is pencil pushing like jerk you know mm-hmm. like i follow every rule and you will you know bow to my it's just it. i'm gonna he's come so,
0: back with a warrant
1: yeah, he's so good at it
0: i didn't know the epa had so much power
1: <laughs> <laughs> they don't
0: you know like he just yeah you can Sadly. tell he gets off on it and it, there's not a lot of power there but what he does have oh god does he use it well egon is you know very concerned because his data is pointing that something mm-hmm. big is on the horizon. Yep. Winston says, well, like, what do you mean? Egon says, well, let's say this Twinkie represents normal amounts of psychokinetic energy in the New York area. According to this morning's samples, it would be a Twinkie 35 feet long and weighing approximately 600 pounds.
1: That's a big Twinkie.
0: That is a big <laughs> Twinkie.
1: <laughs> oh, that's such a good line. Oh, so I love Ernie Hudson. God, he can steal your heart with just one. That's a big twinkie. That's yes, yes, Ernie. It he, is a big twinkie.
0: He's so good. He's so good. Well, all hell breaks loose.
1: Yep, stuff gets just crazy, popping, ghosts everywhere.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, lightning storms, statue of demonic-looking dogs cracks and comes to life. Dana tries to sneak by Lewis's apartment, which he invites her and her date to the party he's throwing that evening. (laughs) And I swear, he undoubtedly had to have his eyeball pressed up against that peephole waiting, waiting for her. There's no way he couldn't (sighs) have... you know because he sprung out of that apartment like he's
1: so good in this role yeah just to have that how quick he opens that door and Mm -hmm. how instantly he's ready to say everything like every line that he delivers in this movie is perfect
0: yeah he's so good in this and she's like look i got this date he's like just bring the date with him it's it's fine you know and she's like okay thanks she goes home Mm -hmm. she's sitting there talking to like her mom on the phone And all of a sudden the kitchen where there's a door that's shut so you can't see into the kitchen, but you see this glowing light coming from it. And you're like, on?" you know, and she's sitting on the phone. You're like, girl, turn, turn to your left, turn to your left. She doesn't turn to the left. She hangs up the phone. She's sitting in this chair and then poof. Arms come out of the chair and it's grabbing all over her. That she's
1: scene, sh- as a kid, terrified oh, the hell out of me. Like God. the um uh, the claws and the thing. She's like screaming, but it's yes. like muffled.
2: Yes. And the,
1: the the creepiest part of this is when the chair gets dragged across yes. and the rug starts like crumpling up. For some reason, I'm like that's just so creepy. <laughs> what is going on? You're getting yeah. pulled so fast. Like it actually sells that illusion of speed. It, it does. Just,
0: they did <laughs> great with like all of their effects were really good, especially because. because Because they did not have a lot of time, and they did not have a lot of resources, but um, they overall did a great job. And that's, like, just those little things like that really add to the aesthetics of the situation. Absolutely, they do. Well, she's, something's going down in her apartment. Something's happening. She's been sucked into the kitchen, and we then cut elsewhere. And Lewis's party is going on.
1: (sighs) It's so good. <laughs> just, the way he talks is his, yeah. like, yeah. And then I'm going to write this off to my body, said, France. And then he just...
0: But really, though? Lewis did you? Oh, hey, them? this
1: is Ken and Annette Jennings. they uh, Ken's a and then it Tells <laughs> her a whole life stories.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I got this for this price, and, da, da, da. and he's like, I could yeah, have spent got... this much, and, you know, just, like, bragging about the financial savings. Do
1: you have any Tylenol? <laughs> oh, I have this uh, siloxetacetic acid. Yeah, if you uh, get this much, you get 600 tablets. Money. Yeah, set <laughs> a 300 tablets for the name brand.
2: Yeah,
0: and then, like, this really pretty chick, she's <laughs> wanting to leave, and he's like, well, let's dance and see if, like, we get other people dancing she's like okay and then completely changes her mind about leaving they start dancing and then well boom you know he's got to go take care of something else but we we do see like the spread of food that he has what kind of food is the best party food, Kenny? Like, what do you want? What do you want to see at a party? What do you gotta have at a party?
1: I like dips. Snacks? Dips are good. Yes. Cheese is never a bad idea. Oh, it's always always good. give get me some a cheese. charcuterie board. Yeah, charcuterie stuff oh. is delicious. You get some cheese cubes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't go wrong there. Some nice meats, but yeah, a good old like a dip, like a buffalo chicken dip, mm-hmm. is really good. But mm-hmm. I would say. I've always wanted to have a party with a giant party sub. Oh. Like a six foot sub. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think all those things that you listed are definitely a good idea. I want fingy food.
1: Yeah. I want apps. Apps, haps, man. That's
0: right. The apps are the haps. Yeah, so I think those are good choices for food. And we do see a little bit of that. And we also see, like, salmon or lox or something weird. I don't know. Yeah. He's talking about salmon at one point ordering it, and he saved $14 Smokes or
1: something. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely the guy you do not want to get caught uh, at the grocery store. No. Vulnerable.
0: That there's happened coupons. Oh.
1: That happened once with this the, the guy that is exact oh, that no. is exactly like this person. I got I saw him at the grocery store. I was like, oh my god, please don't! Oh, oh hey, what's <laughs> up?
2: <laughs> oh
0: well, Lewis was out there trying to you know get things all situated, make sure his guests are taken care of. He uh, welcomes someone into the apartment. It was a couple. And he's like, hey, did you, did you meet these people? Grabs their coats, throws them into his spare room. Doesn't look before throwing and in there is one of our demon dogs demon
1: dogs gets coats on it that's one of the funniest parts to me is like that he throws the coats onto the yes. demon dog the dog was like what,
0: what? yeah What's this, this is funny and then all of a sudden this demon dog bursts out i love that there's like wooden shards that fly yep. and people are like oh my god the one woman looks like she falls out of the window mm-hmm. but you know like it's there's a landing there but yeah. it looked like she at least twisted that ankle or something something I was just like, God, you the got heat. wrecked, mm, man, yeah. So he runs, he runs for it. Mm-hmm. He, you know, it's funny when the one person like peeks their head out of, it and they're like, oh my God, you know, yeah. and goes back into their apartment when they see it. And he comes running out, and he's like, there's a bear on the loose in my apartment. I'm I'm bringing this up at the next tenant's meeting as he's running. Yeah. He's like, there's not supposed to be any pets in the building. And he's getting chased through the park by this demon dog. He gets to what looks like a fancy restaurant. Yeah, He's it's banging like on the windows.
1: Glass, yeah, but what he mean? can't find where the door is <laughs> the doors Everyone's just
0: staring at are like, what is he doing, you know? Not too out of... Out mm-hmm. of the normal for, I feel like, New York. I've heard of some crazy stories. So they're probably just like, oh, he's crazy, whatever.
1: There are definitely some weirdos there, yeah.
0: And then you see him being like, oh, good doggie. Yeah. Oh, nice doggie.
1: I oh. think I got
2: a milk moon,
0: Yeah. And then all of a sudden you just see him slide yeah. down the window. And you're like, oh, get God, possessed. did he just get eaten or something?
1: And then Rick Moranis can really shine as yes. a possessed... Version of the Keymaster, mm-hmm. who we know is Vince Clortho. Yes, this is just my favorite little segment. Like, is him as this character mm-hmm. is hilarious. He just turns it on, goes and runs, and talks to the horse, and is like, "Are you the gatekeeper?" And then he just starts talking about like, "Wait for the sign, it's coming." And we're, I'll give you a sign. Yeah, it's so oh, funny talking to the horse and just being a goofy dude, and then yeah.
0: And then then Peter ends up at the apartment building right after this happens. And there's the police officer down at the front. And he's like, what's going on? And he's like, someone brought a cougar to a party. It went berserk. You know? And he's like, okay. And just sort of goes upstairs to Dana's apartment. And then, damn, girl, she opens the door and she's hot.
1: Again, this movie, I think, was very, you know, (laughs) important (laughs) for my sexual awakening and determining what I was into.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. Love this gag. Yes. Are you the key master? Yes. No. Slams, Slams the, the door in his face. <laughs> Knocks again. Are you the key master? Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: yes. And I just, I love that. There's a couple of those gags in this movie where it's like, uh-huh. are you this? No. Yeah. And it's like, you should say this. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> That's so funny. So
0: Yeah, so he goes in and she's acting different. So he's sort of <laughs> catching on and... Then you're seeing the <laughs> ectoplasmic residue, yeah. and he's like, okay, so what's going on here? She's like, I'm prepping for Gozer's arrival. Yeah. Know? He's like, Gozer? And then he's like, well, you haven't told me who you are kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I am Zul. And then she's like trying to get it on with him because she yeah. thinks he is the, you know, yeah. key master. I
1: want you inside me. And yes. then he's like... There is... uh, There's too many people in there already. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Which is good, because Peter Venkman is a weird, sleazy dude, but he's Mm -hmm. not that much of a creep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so there was a line, at least. And he really Mm -hmm. does like her. Yeah. So it was nice to see he did not take advantage of that situation yeah. and he ends up sort of knocking her out with some like yeah. medication or something yeah some and, yeah. Or sterilizer yeah
1: <laughs> sterilizer tranquilizer <laughs>
0: yeah some kind of tranquilizer but
1: right before that though is the best line in the entire movie of there is no dana Only Zool. Mm -hmm. That is, I just, I don't care if you take one thing away from this movie, it's there is no Dana, there's only Zool. Zool. So, another instance where anytime someone can say, there is something, or Mm -hmm. there is, I've got this, or whatever, you just say, there is no this, only Zool. And it works every time. And it's amazing. (laughs) So,
0: we've got another one. Yeah,
1: we we got one, and then there is no insert, There is only Zool. So, there is no pizza. There is only Zool. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, while all this is happening, they're talking about uh, different things at the the Ghostbuster cave.
1: Yeah. They get Tully brought in, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. The police arrive with Tully, drop him
2: (laughs) off. (laughs) They're
1: like, we don't know what to do with this guy.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) We thought you, you know, freakazoids could Mm -hmm. deal with him. Which is so not what would happen, but no. it's, they're glad that it does.
0: Yes. And they they end up handing him off and they end up getting a call from Peter. Peter's like, hey, this is going on. And then, you know, they're like, oh, well, this is going on here. Yeah. And I think we might have a connection kind of thing. So <laughs> we, we find out they probably should not be brought together because yeah. something bad is going to happen. Well... That doesn't matter
1: because they're just drawn to each other.
0: The They are drawn together. The EPA guy comes back with police yep. officers. The Ghostbusters are arrested. The grid gets shut down. All of the ghosts get let out. And, Ugh, oh man.
1: Stupid. This is what happens mm-hmm. when you got government coming in. Mm-hmm. And re- it, how out of protocol is this whole entire thing? Like, right. I mean, it just pisses me off so bad i was totally joking about government regulations they're <laughs> <a> very important <laughs> they part of society it, but... um but and someone says this is going to explode mm-hmm. like no one is going to be like i will shut this off like, right. this is the dumbest thing and this like pencil pushing like mm-hmm. stupid ass you know bureaucrat like get out of here and
0: obviously like it's not causing a problem at the moment so why not just leave it on until you figure out what it actually does yeah so, but they get arrested, they get brought to jail. This is where we start to have a conversation as to why yeah. Zul was in the icebox in the first place. Kenny, talk about the building a little
1: bit. I uh, Yeah. So, before I want to just mention, this yes. is the best car scene right as they're heading that same night. You have Winston and uh, Ray mm-hmm. heading back to Ghostbusters while all this is going on. So, yes. you've got Egon and you've got Peter kind of dealing with uh, the other things, and they're coming. It's the best scene where the car is driving along that, mm-hmm. the New York Bridge, you know, yeah. the classic like bridge driving shot best part of the car. it's like cars time to shine but so yeah so they end up in jail and they're talking about the building how it's a magnet for spooky activity and it's just one of those situations where whoever designed it was very clearly into the occult and was very clearly a gozer worshiper Mm -hmm. and used to hold ceremonies here and so they're all trying to explain all this scientific stuff there and then peter i love he's like explain it to me like i have no idea what you're talking (laughs) about because he clearly doesn't and so there are all these prisoners kind of around too and then like the tank kind of coming around like well what are they talking about too and then and then peter (laughs) did everybody get that (laughs) no so funny so but that's what i'm saying you can't take opportunities like that away from bill murray he's just so good at like improv he really is um but yeah so and then i love when dan akward is like your girlfriend Mm -hmm. lives at the penthouse of spook central yes so basically yeah there's all this like energy that is just completely right in this like location in this building mm-hmm. and this is clearly some like magnet for this crazy psychokinetic energy. Yes.
0: Yes, and they they figured that out. They ended up getting brought to the mayor's office mm-hmm. and they pretty much tell the mayor, "Hey, this is what's up." And there's there's a line that you like being said about Mr. Peck.
1: Yeah, I, that's when they bring in Walter Peck again and they're they're <laughs> They're talking to each other. They're getting at each other's throats. And the mayor's like, shut up, everybody. What's going on? And Mm -hmm. then I love how they take none of his shit, which is really good. But they definitely, uh, there's the, they talk about what happened and whatever. And then uh, uh, Bill Murray says something about Walter Peck not having a penis or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then just it's all thrown around. And the mayor says, is this true? You know, and it's just this slight pause and bill murray's perfect comedic timing he's like yes it is true this man has no penis yeah. and it's just the best line in the world and you just see walter pecker get so mad because he, he says he calls him walter Pecker. yeah
0: and says so mr peck yeah I, I and then he's like okay get get mr peck out of here yeah. get out of here and the ghostbusters are set free so they can go do their thing yeah. and it's perfect timing because the dark clouds have ascended upon the building and the crowd is gathered
2: outside yeah oh
1: Oh, the the motorcade as the car is coming up and they're like well let's yeah he's like let's run through some red lights Mm -hmm. you know he's like let's get this show on the road
0: now fun fact about the crowd that gathered outside this was not purposeful. These were just a bunch of people who heard they were shooting there. So they're like, okay, let's put them to work as extras. Yeah. Well, they actually had to film two different sets of yeah. scenes because they initially did not have the name Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters locked
2: down.
1: Yeah, and they so they had to film it saying either Ghostbusters or Ghostbreakers. Yes. Hopefully they could have Ghostbusters be said, but mm-hmm. they were going to potentially title the name Ghostbreakers, right. which it's crazy to have a movie that has to turn around in 10 months and Mm -hmm. then like have to do stuff like that and not even have the name ready. Like that's, that's crazy.
0: Cause I think it's film nation had owned that and was actually a TV series already. Yeah. And it was owned by a particular production company Mm -hmm. that there was a CEO of one company that the Ghostbusters was being worked under initially. He switches over to another management and is able to then get them the name yep. like just a few weeks before the movie premiered but the big impact of that was the fact that the crowd was shouting ghostbusters ghostbusters and he's like the the director or one of the other production guys goes and calls from a payphone mm-hmm. right around the corner from it and you can hear them chanting and he's like look we can't change the name yeah, now
1: you have got to get us his name
0: yes so when they roll up bill murray is just eating so up the attention she's like we're gonna get it yeah he's the
1: game show host he right he's is. the con man it's perfect
0: he loves it and we now have our face off with gozer because yep. zool and vince have gotten yeah. together
1: vince Clortho, they have they you definitely see at the mix of the explosion vince is able to run away mm-hmm. back to this apartment walks in they totally bone yeah you know that's exactly what happens
0: yeah she just she passionately like just kisses the crap out of him and then you know they got it on
1: you had to yeah Yeah. i mean
0: and that's how we're assuming that gozer was able to come into this world they did the ritual that needed to be done to open that little doorway up and yeah we we had (laughs) this Like, how would you describe Gozer's appearance?
1: So there's the whole scene when when that explosion initially happens and Mm -hmm. it sort of unleashes everything. There's, like, that Do You Believe in Magic song. It's, like, from that point on, I'm legitimately terrified as a kid. (laughs) This is so terrifying. This whole, like, ancient Sumerian god just, like, comes from out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, like... Like just an interdimensional door, basically yeah. terrifying, mm-hmm. and like just this weird, like androgynous, like character just stands up with like these red eyes. It's it's spooky as hell. I yeah, love
0: it. And, and I mean we have a actor who is or an actress who is from a Scandinavian country, yeah, and so definitely does not look Sumerian, but. How they got around that was they mentioned that Gozer can take the appearance of yeah, anything. Yeah, can look
1: whatever they want to, you know. So,
0: yeah, they initially was going to be played by a male actor, but they ended up getting this female actress to play.
1: I think it's good because there's, like, this weird air, like, mystery just mm-hmm. around the whole thing of, like, what the hell is this? Who the hell is this? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just really cool. and there's the scene where uh, they try to shoot at Gozer mm-hmm. and then uh, does Backflip the, yeah backflips, and then like lands and like in high heels yes. It's just like really cool like what a badass. Yes. Like,
0: That's when Peter's like oh, a nimble little minx isn't she? And then yeah, there's a, a series of good lines that come here like it's Miller time. Yeah. And, <laughs> and but Gozer is like it is time to meet your impending doom. No, yes. And and then you know, mentions, it is going to take the shape of what you give it. And everyone's like, don't think of anything, don't think of anything. And of course, someone yeah. thinks of something because Ray thinks of something that, oh, you know, I tried to think of the most harmless thing, something I loved yes. from my childhood, something that could never, ever possibly destroy us, Mr. Stay Puft.
1: I just, I love this whole, like, conversation. It's like the end of the world is happening, and yes. they're just, like, goofing off. They're, like, mouthing off to this God, and he's you know, like, are you a God, you know? He's <laughs> like, no, you know, the gag again. And it's like, yeah, and Ernie Hudson delivers the line yeah. of, if someone asked you if you were a God, you'd yeah. say yes, you know? And so, just this whole thing, when, when they asked to be, like, when she asked for choose, you know? Yeah. And Bill Murray's like, don't choose Jack, You know? Yes. And then after, he's like, all right, you have chosen. He's like, we didn't choose anything. So yeah. it's just, I love how they're mouthing off with his god mm-hmm. afterwards. And then, yeah, so Dan Aykroyd is just sitting there. You see him. His wheels are spinning. And that yeah. was, I was watching it very recently. i watching him as he's choosing what he chooses. Like, everybody else is just sitting there kind of like, and like, you just, you can actually see him thinking with his eyes. And it's just yeah. such good acting by Dan Aykroyd. But, yeah, he oh. chooses...
0: Mr. Stay Puff.
1: Mr. Stay Puff. A thing that it possibly couldn't hurt anybody.
0: Yeah. With a little sailor hat. <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah,
1: and it's so good. Bill Murray is like, oh, he's a sailor? We just get him drunk, show, up, get him a few girls, and show yeah. him a good time.
0: Yeah. Oh, and so, yeah, they, they have to go ahead and roast the Marshmallow Man. And they have to then do the thing that Egon said you never do. Yeah. Cross streams. With so guns. one thing I
1: have about the Stay Puffed person, right? It, mm-hmm. It's, like, really easy to torch this stamp up Yes. Guy. I feel like, I mean, like, I don't know. I like, it
0: should have been harder. Yeah, just a yeah. little bit harder. A little harder. more of a challenge. Yeah.
1: And, so, yeah, when they finally cross the streams, they're like, "They're we're basically gonna die. Mm-hmm. There's just no way that that's not gonna happen, but we have to do this to reverse this door. to yes. Basically close this door. We're gonna blow this door up. And this, I don't know, like, you always watch it and this scene is very important mm-hmm. very big and you're like oh yes awesome everything's good and we're all safe and happy but like when they actually cross the streams yes. blow up that portal mm-hmm. you are you are shown this huge explosion yeah. the entire top mm-hmm. of this apartment building explodes like outwards of like like a a hundred foot radius yes. of massive explosion
2: mm-hmm. and
1: they're just like oh you know yeah. <laughs> thank god that didn't like what the hell are yeah, you you're just in
0: there on the rooftop nothing happened there's no i've said this before there's no scorched eyebrows in the last yeah. episode little evil I mentioned there was no scorched eyebrows yeah. when something fiery happened mm-hmm. there. Same thing here. No scorched eyebrows. I want to see some scorched eyebrows. Yeah, okay? they're, they're
1: all covered in stay-puffed goo, marshmallow yes, goo. But that
0: was actually shaving cream.
1: Yeah, you can actually kind of tell. Yeah,
0: you can. And I think it's great when like Mr. Peck is down there. Yeah. And he just gets completely... But here's the thing.
1: Walter Peck yes. gets covered in boiling hot... Mm-hmm. This, exp- this is an explosion. This yes. is a borderline nuclear explosion that tears <laughs> apart... The top of this apartment building. Yes. Does not kill any of our heroes. Right. And then rains down boiling hot. Marshmallow. Marshmallow goo. Have you ever touched a really hot marshmallow? Yes, it hurts. It's hot as hell. Yes. Walter Peck 100% dies. There is no way he doesn't die. He gets completely coated in marshmallow goo. If he doesn't die, he gets completely burnt.
0: Yeah, so that would hurt really bad. And then it's supposed to be like a comedic moment because it's like, oh, ha, 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 this guy who, you know, has been a total jerk. Gets gets, You know, yeah. But really...
1: He had to have died. He's, I mean, if he, he doesn't, doesn't die, to he's death. gonna suffer like third degree marshmallow burns. He'll
0: be in the hospital for weeks and weeks, if Ye- not months. Years. He's years. gonna have years
1: of recovery, and like molten marshmallow gets oh. rained down on this entire crowd. People are going to get severely burned. was <laughs> yes. like, we did it, you know? Yeah,
0: everyone's like, oh, it's great. And the
1: Ghostbusters are covered in molten marshmallow goo, yeah. you know? And I'm like, if you didn't, if you actually survived the. Damn near nuclear explosion up on the top. Mm-hmm. You're going to have molten marshmallow all over you and yeah. be severely burned.
0: Yeah. So, it's just not.
1: A little unrealistic. But, I mean, hey, this movie, you know. It's Ghostbusters. It it done is. in 10
0: months. It was written yeah, 15 well, times, you know. It's what can you do? <laughs> and then we have the demon dogs get barbecued. Yeah. And, <laughs> of course, you know, Peter's like... Oh, oh my no. Girl. Yeah,
1: cuz they uh, yeah, we forgot to mention they turn into the
0: Oh, we did. Yeah. They, yeah,
1: they actually turn into the dogs as like the little statues mm-hmm. like back, you know, to
0: Yeah, so the Dana aka Zool, yeah. and Louis aka Vinceforth became the demon dogs yeah. and
1: And so yeah, they yeah. get roasted. Dan Aykroyd's Ray is very like oh, it smells like barbecue yeah. dog, you know. Yeah. I was like Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then all of a sudden...
1: Yeah.
0: And... A hand pops out,
1: crunching. The barbecue dog breaks apart. There's a human inside.
0: Yes. So both Dana and lewis are okay, and of course Peter gets the girl. Yeah. And then they go down to see the crowd. That's like, yeah, yeah you're cheering. awesome. We love you. And he's like, yeah, you, you save
1: New York. Uh. Ernie Hudson, right before <laughs> as they all head down, Ernie Hudson's like, I love this town. Yeah. Which is sort of like, that's just weird. You're but just yeah. throwing. Stop the patronizing. Ernie Hudson you know he he can stand on his own
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but it's still fun to hear him say that yeah it is
0: (laughs) it's like well you're now you have all this adrenaline that you're gonna have to like just keep doing things like this to keep it fed
2: absolutely
0: but, yeah, so it's, it's this happy ending. They get, like, the police escort away from yep. the crowd. And <laughs> then the crowd chases after them. Like, oh, my I,
1: God. I love it. One, another part of this that I didn't realize watching it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Lewis Tully is like, oh, do I, I want to go in the car, too? <laughs> and they just leave him behind. Yeah.
0: Like, He's like, can I go for a ride mm, with them? Mm. And, yeah, they totally leave him behind. Somehow Janine is there. Janine's like just chilling, and she goes, "Oh, Egon, you know." At the at the end there, I mean,
1: you gotta have it, you know. Yeah, you gotta they have gotta have moments. the girls,
0: which I mean, she knows probably where they were going. Holy shit!
1: So. Pump the brakes, kid. Yeah. You know? Afterlife. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Are you realizing? What I you realized think I'm last
1: realizing week? that <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: this is totally. Oh my god! So
0: in the trailer. But we're not giving anything away. This is our theory. So we don't know this for sure. We haven't seen the movie yet. We yeah. are recording this like two weeks before the movie even comes out. That when the kids are going through, they find the equipment, they find the yeah. Ecto mobile, they find the suits, the, the outfits that they wear mm-hmm. for ghost hunting. And they're going through and it comes upon one name, which is
1: Spangler. So, we know it's Egon is, yes. you know, so we know these are Egon's kids, so is this Egon or, and Janine's kids?
0: Or, I think it's their grandkids, grandkids but yeah, you know, their mom.
1: That's obviously. what I'm thinking. Yeah, uh, it, it would have to be.
0: Mhm. Cuz they they look a lot like him too. Like the casting, they did a really good job. Yeah.
1: Finn hard mm-hmm. and uh I'm not sure I I can't remember was, what her name
0: but... is, but she's been in a lot of different things. She
1: yes. Yeah, she looks like it's gonna be awesome yes do a really good job paul rudd is gonna be in it i love him um so yeah i'm i'm really excited about it and i'm always excited about ghostbusters because it's such an important iconic Mm -hmm. fun fantastic little jaunt
2: and i
0: like the fact that it is meant for well, initially it wasn't meant for kids, but then kids ended up yeah. really liking it. So then it started to be aimed a little more toward the younger.
1: Yes, crowd. watching it multiple times that I've watched it, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is this is really not for kids. Yeah. There is a ghost BJ scene. Yeah. I mean, like, we... <laughs> why was I allowed to watch this? You right?
0: Know? But it's because there wasn't anything... Too terrible, yeah. No, you it know, it's very, still like um, fairly innocent, even movements. for
1: something as like crazy and out there as like ghosts. It just is really fun and lighthearted and it sort of reaches everybody, but it's also scary, mm-hmm. it gets really kind of spooky at times, yeah. Terrifying, it does, but yeah. It's just great for the whole family.
0: That's right. Well, let's talk about some production information. Let's talk about how this movie was received, okay? The budget. The budget of this was $25 million. Wow. But how much did it gross?
1: I have no idea.
0: Take a guess.
1: $138 million.
0: Oh, you got to think higher, buddy.
1: $400 million. Oh, no, that's too much. Okay. $214 <laughs> million.
0: $282.2 mil. <sighs> that's wild worldwide gross just so good
1: i mean yeah what a good that's why they made ghostbusters too and it was terrible and i still haven't seen it because i know that's terrible yeah
0: i'm like nope we're gonna just leave the first one um but yeah so you know almost all of this movie like we mentioned was ad-libbed almost all of bill murray's lines were ad-libbed they just let it flow. They
1: yeah. let it go. And that's, I don't know, the kind of stuff that you can really tell in a movie It's like a lot of just fun stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the best moments are things that are organic in the moment, you know, which
0: yes, is cool. Yes, definitely. Yeah, then we have Onset. Dan Aykroyd referred to the Slimer ghost as the ghost of John Belushi. Mm-hmm. Slimer's gluttonous eating was based on Belushi's cafeteria scene in National Lampoon's Animal House, House from 1978. So a nice little nod to his old friend, because they were supposed to be really close.
1: Yeah, all the whole Second City stuff, you know, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: everybody's really good at improv, so why not let them right.
0: Exactly. According to an interview with Mix Magazine Online, Ray Parker Jr. tried to create a song for the movie in two days.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And at 4.30 in the morning, he saw a commercial for a drain company that reminded him of the scene in the film, and they have the commercial, and... You know, then he finally, after trying to put several things together, he's like, Well, who are you gonna call?
2: Yeah, Ghostbusters. And
0: there it is. I and mean, he's like, And no matter how I tried to put Ghostbusters in there, it just never sounded right.
2: Yeah.
0: And finally, they got it where he has, like, I think his girlfriend and her friends are like, Ghostbusters yeah. together. So that was and nice. It,
1: it really is such a perfect song for this movie. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of the best, I think, just like made for a movie songs just catches everything like the whole yeah the scenes of the commercial the people chanting ghostbusters you know and there's such a huge hit sweeping the nation like
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's so great like they if they had a new commercial they would use this song you know so and it's i love it One, you have to listen to it every halloween
0: absolutely now there's a scene where sigourney weaver's character when she's possessed by Zool, she's floating and the floating is actually a physical effect. The actress was put in a full body cast mm-hmm. and attached to a post hidden in the curtains. According to the DVD commentary, Whoa. the effect came from Ivan Rittman's Broadway experience. And Ivan is yeah. the director, Ivan also Rittman named did. Ivan the Terror. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: um, so he's a Canadian director that has worked, you know, with, with Murray before previously. Mm-hmm. And he also did like cannibal co-eds or something just crazy the demonic voice of dana slash Azul was performed by director ivan reitman
1: Oh, well. wild. there is no dana only Zool.
0: yes and there then,
1: is no dana only Zool. <laughs> god i love that that's such a good part
0: and then patty edwards provided the voice of gozer yeah so this was the highest grossing comedy of all time until home alone
1: yeah
0: 1990 that's so crazy. that's that's pretty good the terror dogs is what they call them. I call Ooh. them the the
1: demon, demon dogs, dogs. Yeah,
0: that come to life was actually a statue designs on an old church in Philadelphia. Whoa, creepy! And that's what that little inspiration comes from. Sigourney Weaver recalled that she once had a fire in her apartment after the movie, and the firemen came to put it out, and one of them opened up her refrigerator and said, "Whoa, you better call the Ghostbusters." <laughs>
1: that is so funny when he's going to the fridge and making fun of her you
0: eat this yes look
1: at all the junk food
0: (laughs) the movie's line dogs and cats living and living together mass hysteria was voted as number 68 of the 100 greatest movie lines by premiere in 2007 it's really good it is The jail scene was filmed in a prison reported to be haunted, and the dailies had scratches all over with no apparent physical cause. Ivan Reitman was concerned about returning there, and the crew was very relieved to find enough footage to be able to complete the scene without returning.
1: That's crazy.
0: (laughs) uh gozer was originally going to be played by paul rubens
1: whoa that would be oh my <laughs> how can you make a movie better
0: peewee uh-huh, like, uh-huh. imagine like, uh-huh. i am gozer like just what? you
1: have chosen
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh he he turned to roll down yeah and in the original script gozer took on the form of ivo shandor the ghost buildings architect who started the original Gozer cult, yeah, and resembled a pale, slender, unremarkable man in a business suit. But Gozer's final form was described as David Bowie meets Grace Jones perfect description, yeah. total Bowie vibes there. It's yes. just if Bo- Bowie would have actually played, oh man, oh, that would have been great. Be wild. Yes, the stay puffed marshmallow man suit costs approximately twenty thousand dollars each
1: that's crazy
0: yes there were three made and all three were destroyed during filming yeah I bet.
2: <laughs>
0: do you know who initially was going to play both peter Venkman and egon Sprangler?
1: <sighs> oh i feel like i do know this but i don't i can't remember it anymore michael that's
0: keaton was considered that's wild mm-hmm according to imdb anyways mm-hmm. Gozer was also a name related to a documented haunting in England. The name Gozer appeared mysteriously throughout the house, written on the walls and other things. That's messed up. Yes. Dana's apartment building actually exists at 55 Central Park West in New York City. In real life, the building is 20 stories high. For the film they matted paintings and models and mm-hmm. they was reused of the building and that way they could actually blow it up
1: <laughs> yeah. like you can definitely tell it's like a mat you know you can yes. tell that it's like a painting which is interesting i love one of the my favorite facts is that like all the effects like they basically sent them as was like a, hey what do you think of this right. and then the the filmmakers were like yep perfect yep, sounds go. good and they're like oh god <laughs> that was like a tip te- oh god you know so
0: they just had to work so fast yeah, like whatever because they they worked their original day of like 12 Mm -hmm. hours 14 hours and then they went and they edited overnight so that way they were literally filming it during the day and then editing it right after at night so they they were moving fast uh the scenes in the montage of the ghostbusters running and driving the ectomobile around new york were done on the first day largely with Film permits <laughs> in one scene, someone who looks like a security guard begins chasing them, and Dan Aykroyd is driving the Ectomobile totally real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, why not? Uh, initially, the Ectomobile was also going to be painted black, yeah. So, that would have been, I think,
1: white really just makes it pop, you know, and it makes
0: you think ghosts, yeah,
1: you exactly. know.
0: Uh, All the college scenes were filmed at Columbia University, including the fictional Weaver Hall office slash lab interiors. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that I'll have here to add for our facts, because there are so many facts that just go to IMDb and read them all. (laughs) Because we'll be here for another 20 minutes talking about it, is that uh, the shaving cream that they used for the marshmallow that had melted, They said, we had the eighth grade science test. I went under the bag and I asked how much shaving cream is in there. And they said, not too much. So I said, well, how much does it weigh? It's about 75 pounds, but it's shaving cream. You know, the whole thing about 75 pounds of feathers and 75 pounds of lead, it's about the same. So can we figure out a way to, you know, see what's going on with this, see if we can go ahead and like... (laughs) Put this in here, pretty much without killing our stunt guy. So, yeah, that the, the poor—I I guess it was the stunt guy that mm-hmm. was in there instead of the actor with the shaving cream being like dropped off. That's on. crazy. So, just a, a lot. Luckily, everyone was fine. No one
2: had <laughs> injuries. Yeah, that's case.
0: good. So that's good. That's a positive. So we have a seven point eight on. IMDb and then we have a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes so good rankings there for our film yeah. which I mean it's just it made so much money so you know it, like yeah.
1: hey it's just universally loved I've never met anyone it's like you know what I just hate Ghostbusters
0: right right exactly so and the movie was well received obviously by how much it made but it was also nominated for for eight awards and then it got two oscars yeah had seven wins so not too bad not too shabby but obviously we we know that there's one award that stands above the rest yes that's our oscar meyer wiener award By the way, I haven't done a shout-out in a while. So, Oscar Mayer, if you ever do want to sponsor this, this is this not officially sponsored by you? But if you want to, we'll be happy to talk. Yeah, so who is your award going to go to, Kenny?
1: Well, I've gone back and forth so many times.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It was a toss-up between two minor characters. Yes. Rick Moranis Mm -hmm. is a really, really close second. Yeah. But I just feel like... Ernie Hudson doesn't get enough love. He is 100% going to get my Oscar Mayer Wiener Award. There is a scene towards the end of the movie. It's a jail scene. And Mm -hmm. both of them, uh, Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson, Mm -hmm. kind of do the same exact mirror motion. And I'm like... You take Bill Murray out of this movie and I guarantee Ernie Hudson could have filled that role mm-hmm. just fine. I think he's yeah. a phenomenal actor and he did not get enough love for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to get my Oscar minor award.
0: Yes. I honestly I think if he would have had a little bit bigger of a name at the time. Yeah. They may not have gone with Murray, but then at the same time things would be completely different. It wouldn't be yeah. what it is. So Absolutely.
2: You just everyone never know.
0: Yeah, everyone brings their own special bit, unique take to the, the film for sure. I think I'm going to go ahead. Cause I was worried we both were going to pick the same person. Ooh. I'm going to go with uh, Rick Moranis. Definitely deserves it. He does such a great job. He plays two different characters, just like Sigourney Weaver does yeah. as well. But I I feel like his two roles were completely just great and yes. different.
1: They were just hilariously perfect. And he's so good at what he does. He was just such a phenomenal actor. And he left it all behind to mm-hmm. just spend more time with his kids after his wife passed away.
0: So, yeah. And, and so I really, think he's underrated a, yeah. on a lot of things.
1: He's incredible. Yes. And so. he's well-deserving.
0: Definitely would give it to him. And then also just the, you know, honorable mention, the production crew. The fact that they got this done in 10 months... Mm-hmm. The fact that they used just a lot of these random things. Yep. They're like, hey, let's just go ahead and use this. Yep.
1: Like... <laughs> Screw it. The special effects look good enough. It's yep. fine.
0: Totally fine. And so
1: it is interesting when you see some of the special mm-hmm. effects, that it's a little rough around the edges. Yes. You notice stuff like that. And it's, it's really exactly. interesting.
0: Exactly. Well, let's go ahead now to one of our favorite parts, which is our sweet endings. This is where we talk about our favorite quote from the movie Kenny, what was your favorite quote?
1: My favorite quote is definitely... Yes, it's true. This man has no penis. <laughs> um, it's just... I don't know. It gets me every time.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good line. There's so many good lines on this. I know. You,
1: you, you almost have too many to choose from.
0: Yeah. I think I'm going to go with one that we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just... It's simple, but it's perfect. And... My runner-up would have been the Crossing the Streams thing where Egon is talking about it. But I think when Winston says, that's a big Twinkie.
1: Uh, That's a big Twinkie. I love that. The
0: way he says it is just perfect.
1: (sighs) One that got me in my last viewing that is probably my runner-up is uh, how Janine is just all over Egon. And she's Mm -hmm. like, you're such a humanitarian. (laughs) And he goes... I don't think he's human. And it just cracks me up talking about Vince.
0: Yeah, I think Harold Ramis would be my my runner-up for
1: the award,
0: too. because
1: so good.
0: uh, I, I think all of them were in the roles they were meant to be in. Exactly. Even though you could be like, oh, well, you know, Winston could have been played by someone else. And then, you know, Peter could have been played by Ernie. Look, I think it all ended yeah, up how it
1: It did. Into. And, like, I mean, even Dan Aykroyd. Like, you, you can't go wrong with any of these characters. They were amazing mm-hmm. in those roles. Yes. So perfect.
0: Definitely. A lot of interesting information that surrounds this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's so much more out there. Go and watch... What Movies Made Us yeah. on Netflix definitely has a great episode. It's about an hour long, mm-hmm. so it's not too long. You learn a lot more. Some of the things we've already said, but also some other things. And IMDb has literally just, yeah. you'll be there for about three hours. And,
1: <laughs> reading uh, everything. and go watch uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes, yes. When it yes. comes out in November.
0: Yes, which, I mean, when this airs, it's yeah. going to be a, a week from then. There so, you go. So go see it next week, guys, and help this movie uh, get some some good revenue flow back. So they deserve it. Looks great. Well, Kenny, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. Absolutely. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. We appreciate you, as always, spending some time with us and just letting us get to talk about food and films. I mean, just absolutely wonderful. And thank you also, Kenny uh, and Ned, for our music. We appreciate you all making our our sweet tunes. And also thanks to Chris Woods for our logo art. Also in our next episode, John and I will be talking about Marvel's Eternals, which just released in theaters. We're really excited to see it and tell you all about it. Also, if you would like to rate, review, subscribe, we would really appreciate it. If you don't wanna do that, please just tell your friends, your family, whoever you think would enjoy this podcast and spread the word. We'd greatly appreciate that as well. Also, if you'd like to get in touch with us, this is how you can do so. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at FRMPodcast. Email us at frmfan at gmail.com. And for that information and so much more, you can visit our website, frmpodcast.com.